Hey, hi, welcome to the whole podcast. My name is Scott Eastman. I'm a pastor with Life Church in Green Bay, and joining me today, as always, is my very special friend, Becky Alcantar. Say hi, Becky. Hi, I'm Becky Alcantar. I'm the author and co founder of Journey to Wholeness, a program designed to help you feel equipped to face life's challenges. Also joining us today as a special guest is our friend, Amy Van Stippen. Say hi, Amy. Good morning. Hey, tell me, Amy, why are you here? Like, what makes you qualified to be on our show? Well, that's a great question. I know. <laughs> I'm qualified to be on your show because I am a Journey to Wholeness facilitator mm-hmm. nice. um, for a couple of seasons now, and I'm also a leader in my workplace. Really? Where do you work? What kind of work do you do? If I, you can't say where you work, but it may, yeah, uh, yeah. I can. You can. Let's I, do you're it. You're okay with it. Yeah. I am the store leader at Kessler's Diamonds <gasps> in Appleton. No kidding. Yeah. I don't think I ever knew that, actually. Yeah. Oh. Wow. See, I learned something new. Yeah. Great. Oh, you should do their commercials. Now that that other guy isn't doing it anymore, yeah. like, I don't like his daughter at all. You should totally oh, do it. She's really sweet. I'm, does she carry your purse like this in the crook of her arm? Um, like me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so then she must be great. Yeah, she's I'm great. sure she's great. She's wonderful. Yeah, she's great. Oh, I love that. I, that's fantastic. Wow, oh, I didn't know that because actually we're all learning that, today. Right. So that works for us today because we're uh, in the next episode of our series on wholeness in. We've talked about wholeness in marriage, wholeness in parenting, and today we're going to talk about wholeness in the workplace. And so, Becky, maybe you could just tell us a little bit about like what you're thinking about there, or what you're hoping we can accomplish Absolutely. today. Absolutely. We spend about a third of our lives in our workplace, and so... Really, when we think about our workplace, we invest a lot of ourselves in it. And what we want to do is invest our best selves in it because we want it to be the best experience that we have. We don't really want to get to Monday morning and and dread going to have the interactions that we're having. So in addition to feeling fulfilled by the work that you actually do, how about if we were fulfilled by the relationships that we have in our workplace? Uh, And that comes from really starting with yourself. Um, But then the the question always is, okay, I've gotten better. I've done a journey of wholeness. I've gone through counseling. I've, I've worked on myself. I've done the work. I invested the time. Now, how do I bring that to the workplace? How does that translate then to the workplace? And our goal is really to make each individual better so that they start to bring that light to their workplace. But I think practically what we'll talk about today is how do we start to incorporate that in where we work. And if you haven't gone through the process of getting well yourself, how do you start that process and how would that benefit the workplace that you're in? Yeah, I love that. I uh, was telling the story before about how my dad uh, once said that you should never skimp on shoes because he always, when we went shopping for shoes, I always had to get like Buster Brown shoes or something that had full leather uppers. And that didn't, mm. like, what did it even mean to me? That doesn't mean anything to me, dad. He's like, no, it's always got to say full leather uppers. Anyway, my dad was big on shoes. <laughs> he used to wear shoes and like try to keep the heels to last long so he would put like metal plates on the oh. on his heels so his heels wouldn't wear out oh. but then it sounded like he was a tap dancer when it was coming <laughs> like what the dickens dad anyway he also said though don't ever skimp on your mattress like you should always have a really good mattress because you spend a third of your life there and so mm-hmm. i think that same thing applies to where we work yeah. that you know if we're gonna spend a third of our life as you had said like boy we should try to make the most of it or try to mm-hmm. get as much fulfillment and I don't know about enjoyment, but I mean, like, I feel like like it could bleed into enjoyment for sure. For sure. You know? And so like why it shouldn't be a place of toil. I mean, I know it's a labor, but it shouldn't feel that way. Yeah. I think, uh, the further I've gotten in my in my career, the more I realize it's really about the people that I'm working with. If we're working well together and we're working on something together as a team moving forward, it's much more fulfilling and enjoyable. Uh, I don't want to dread going to work because of the relationships that aren't healthy there. And uh, especially knowing that there's things that we can do uh, to help that. And so, Amy, tell us, like, 
what is it that you experienced? Like, I know we we journey a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so naturally we start to journey with people around us because we want them to be their best selves. We see them struggling. So what experiences have you had? Like, how has that affected the workplace? Wait, can you just hang on? A lot of people aren't inside your little magic <laughs> journey to wholeness world. And so using the verb journey. Yeah. Right. So maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. so maybe you could just like lay out some of that. Like, what do you mean by that? So if you say we journey a lot of people mm-hmm. or we're journeying with a lot of people. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so um, all of our experiences affect our perspective. Um, So our backgrounds, our interactions, our stories. And so when we talk about journey, we really look at if someone's having kind of a gosh, what would you call it? A wall, uh, a struggle. Uh, We see that they're reacting. Uh, We see they're not interacting well with others. Um, Our question is going to be, what has influenced you? What has affected you to make you who you are today and to bring you to this point right now? And we really want to dig into that because we want you to know about those so that they're not affecting you without your consciousness, right? Uh, And then that is going to start the wheels in motion to you getting better results in your life, in your parenting, in your marriage, but also in the workplace. So what you've done then is take the title of the program, Journey to Wholeness, Mm -hmm. and made a verb out of it. We have. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to make sure people knew. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out because we do that a lot. (laughs) Anyway, so now, if you remember the question, because that was like 15 minutes ago now. <laughs> so let's talk about like your experience in the workplace and, and why you feel like this is a critical thing to address. Yeah. Um, so, wow. There's just so many facets to this, I think. Um, when we are whole ourselves and healed as a leader, I think one of the main things that leaders do is see when someone's come up to that roadblock. Mm, yeah. Um, whether they know it or not. Mm -hmm. And a good leader will help um, encourage that person to take a look at it and and try to move past it Mm -hmm. in whatever way they can and help them by seeing how to um, how to address it or how to how to just work through, you know, as we say in journey, how to dig up that root and pull it out. Um, And if the person's really willing, we'll standing by them side by side and walking with them through that to get to a a place of being a better version of themselves, you know, um, or seeing what they, what they can continue to, to move forward on and be better in. Um, And that's why I think I, back to the original question, I think. <laughs> well, I think this is, it is so important in the workplace because while I can go in there and try to be my best and be a light for other people, um, you know, that's great. And that's what, you know, be Jesus with skin on. That's what we're, what we're called to do. Um, but if other people can't see that they've got the hope and the opportunity to kind of move forward in what they're trying to trudge through, um, it brings that hope and it brings that that, um, you know, that courage, because you've got yeah. someone walking with you side by side right. and, and in a place that you want to be with work and in a place that you want to grow in your work, that's encouraging. And that's, you know, what people want. They really, being in that workplace, they want to do that, yeah, you know, absolutely. a good workplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like, sorry, I feel like in our, in our natural state, in our, in our normal state, we're not likely to reflect on like, oh, why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. This is interesting. I wonder what happened when I was six. Right. So like, <laughs> right. so we, we yeah. don't naturally do that. And so we normally just react as you had alluded to, like we don't interact or respond. We 
react. Right. And so to your point about being a leader, if, if an employee is there and they're reacting to their circumstances, most leaders will react to that reaction, yes. mm-hmm. yep. you know, not deal with the root, not deal with mm-hmm. the cause, not deal with the person, mm-hmm. but deal with, you know, the behavior. Mm-hmm. And so, they, so then they'll just come down on them and they're like, I've had it with your drama and your bull crap. Get out, mm-hmm. go home. Don't come back for a week. Right. Or you you're know? not performing like uh, you should be in rather than asking, you know, what, Factors are influencing that because no one comes in thinking, I am going to fail at this job. Right? Yeah. Right. I'm going to you know, be subpar. No, they come in believing, hoping for excellence. Right. And as a leader, and I love that you brought that up, really uh, wholeness in the workplace starts with the leader. Mm-hmm. If you as a leader have done the work, that's going to help you to lead other people well. Right. And to think about these uh factors when looking at the overall picture. Uh, so an example I have is I have a coworker, actually um, someone who I oversaw who um, had diabetes. And so there were times that she would get bucky with other um, employees. And rather than going, hey, you need to stop this, I learned, hey, come in my office. How's your blood sugar right now? Right. And if I could help her to remind her and she would go and check and she's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's not good right now. OK, you're not feeling well. And so let's understand that about yourself first. And I understand that about you so that I can help you and prompt you, remind you so that now you don't have to feel like, well, what did I do in this case? If others around you understand that struggle, that doesn't excuse the behavior, but that helps us to go, mm, you're getting a little testy. Is there something else going on here? Instead of going, oh, she's testy today. Let's just avoid her. Yeah. Or like, let me tell her what I think. Yeah, and then it just yeah. like amplifies or like explodes the situation where yeah. instead I can go, oh gosh, like, are you not feeling well today? And we can stop that process before it gets to that point. Yeah. Right. And that right there, there's trust that's established there, yeah. um, but relationship as well. Yeah. It's a manager versus a leader. You know, a manager is mm-hmm. going to say, I have this job to do. I'm going to go in and do this job. Yeah. A leader's going to see, I have this person in front of me. So good. How can I make their life better, which makes their work better? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, realistically, happy people are more productive and right. happy people want to be there and want to see other people be happy. Yeah. And what I do, mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, we're helping people in some of the most amazing times of their life. Right. And so if someone's not in a good place at work, if they're not healthy or they're not in a good, even a good mood, mm-hmm. well, that's kind of a downer for a client. A client feels that. A person right. next mm-hmm. to you feels that. Right. So you have to, yeah. you know, be, be we think loving in what you do. We put a good face on when it yeah. comes to our clients and our, you know, the people that we serve and that our internal issues aren't affecting that. But that's not true. And in fact, um, there's a study that said that, oh gosh, what was it? 79 billion 79 to 105 billion is spent each year on mental illness uh, and lost productivity in the workplace Um, so that will affect the profits of the organization it you'll see increased uh, employee absence because if people aren't mentally well it starts to affect them Mm -hmm. physically um, and then wasted time and if you are in hr or you've worked with hr you learn really quickly how much time it takes to work out workplace issues uh, and misunderstandings and miscommunications amongst the people in the organization. Think about how many hours we spend on, you know, I think a lot of times we don't give our HR friends enough credit. We're like, what do you do all day? Right. And what they're doing is having interactions with people 
people whose relationships went awry. And that takes time. And so when you think about if we can invest in ourselves and being better, but also invest, how can we bring that into our workplace and encourage that, uh, creating uh, practices or standards or um, making time to have a joint uh, projects that we work on to better ourselves, how much more productive we can be, Mm -hmm. but also how that translates to the clients and the people that we serve externally from the organization. I wonder you guys, if, um, if, if the opposite of wholeness is brokenness, what does brokenness in the workplace look like? Like what are some telltale signs of problems? Yeah, that, I mean, Gossiping, I th- that's like one of the first things I think of, you know, that water col- cooler talk that <laughs> is yeah. not going to move anybody forward, is not going to yeah. be helpful in the organization. Um, you know, just not doing work, being uh, passive in what mm-hmm. you're doing, not taking care of that, whatever, if you've got a client, if you've got a, a specific job that you need to do, just doing the minimum, not being excited about what you're doing, um, as well as just, you know, those things that hurt your coworkers around you, whether it's, um, yeah, not getting your jobs done on time or not um, being nice to your coworker, backbiting or just, Mm -hmm. you know, all the things that don't feel good um, because it's coming out of that person or people or organization Mm -hmm. that's got that brokenness in it. Mm -hmm. Mm. Absolutely. Peggy, you've worked at a lot of places. Like what, what examples of brokenness in the workplace have you seen? Um, I think uh, some of the things I've seen are really people isolating themselves. And so never becoming a part of a team, um, really trying to, and maybe you refer to, sorry, you see bullying in the workplace Mm -hmm. and that, um, I, I'm not going to be taken advantage of. That comes from a deep-rooted hurt, right? I'm not going to take advantage. So they approach all of their coworkers in a defensive manner, um, but also um, they get very clever at navigating. I don't want to say they're manipulative, um, but they get very clever at navigating their coworkers and and making sure that they're always at an advantage mm-hmm. versus looking at their coworker and saying, how can we work together to do well as a team? Yeah. Um, and some of that has to do with how we've set up our reward systems in our workplaces um our culture itself tells us to you know win 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 uh work 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 um at any cost and so you know what toll is that taking on ourselves um that you know it takes a while sometimes some of us are pretty resilient and we can keep going at that pace or at that level or for quite a while before it catches up with us, but it does. And I guess that's what I want to tell people. It does catch up with you. I know you're strong and I know you've been doing this a while and it's been working for you, but uh, ultimately it starts to affect other parts of us, our, our physical selves, um, our spiritual selves. Um, it's, it takes its toll on our, our home relationships. It takes its toll, gosh, on so many things that we don't take an accounting of or don't right. think um, are being affected. And yet they are. You said something interesting there that I, I guess I hadn't thought of until uh, 15 minutes into our podcast, but you had talked about how people are going to make sure that they're not going to be taken advantage of mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. right? And so like so, so often in Journey, uh, we talk about like, it's this happened with again. my dad or this happened, you know, with, yeah. you know, whatever, the neighborhood kid or this happened with a teacher, right? We don't often think about this happened to me at work one time. 
and that's never going to happen again. Yeah. We don't often think about trauma at work. Right. Certainly, if you say I would suffer trauma at work, then you can think, well, you lost a, a limb or something, you know, like <laughs> right. in a in a paper no. crusher. You don't no, ever right. think about being emotionally traumatized mm-hmm. at work, but that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. If you ever been let go from a job, uh, if you ever got called into a meeting where there was like four of your department heads and you weren't anticipating it, right. um, so uh, a lack of feedback sometimes is that, you know, we're not getting regular feedback. We just get our annual review. That is like, that's traumatizing itself right. to some respect. And while we do need that feedback, if you give it on an ongoing base of, basis in a constructive manner, is that so much better than getting called into a room with a sheet of paper and getting graded and measured um, and not hearing anything else yeah. uh, any other time of of the year. And so there's so many things that, you know, can happen in the workplace that now we're hypersensitive. We're always on the alert for, we're always in this defensive posture. And when you're in a defensive posture, your, your stress levels are up, your cortisol is up and that's not healthy for your body. What if we could come to work and Mm -hmm. have the happy, you know, hormones just flowing because we enjoy being with the people so much in addition to the work that we do. Right. I can see right. like, there's a there's a person that used to work at K Jewelers, right? And that sh- there was a pattern of something that happened, right? And then at the end of that pattern, they got canned or they got, right. you know. Or they, they left. Or they, they couldn't left. Take it right. Anymore. They couldn't take it anymore. So then now they moved to Kessler's, right? And with right. you, and you don't even know you're doing what was going to be, you know, triggering for them, but right. you're doing the same thing and they're going to see it and they're not going to tell you they're seeing it. They're just going to start acting yeah. as though this is what's eminent. Like I'm right. about to get fired or I'm about to leave, right. Right. you know, and, and you're like, what is it? What is your problem? I'm not What's even doing on? anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so those same rules that apply to the other things in journey apply to workplace. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think uh, also in the workplace, we feel like we can't be vulnerable or transparent about right. maybe some of the things that we do uh, struggle with or the things that have affected us. Uh, what if we came in instead? Um, we have someone right here in the workplace who uh, said, you know, I've had so many bad uh, experiences that I'm always preparing for that to happen here. And so even in interactions where that's not occurring, uh, her her radar is up looking for that to happen again. And so she actually now is mindful of that. She realizes this is what's happening, that perhaps this is not happening here. And so let me talk through the evidence that I have. And we always say, take an inventory. What do I know about where I'm working now? What's different here than is different from the place that I came from? Um, What am I making assumptions about? What am I reacting to that is not the case at all here? And so how many of us do that, though, uh, when it's starting a new job, right? No, we're looking at our performance and I can't let anyone know that, you know, I have this uh, doubt or that I have this weakness or I have this worry uh, because then what will they think? And what if we actually cultivate an environment where we had discussions about these topics uh, where we had an open forum and not every day. And I know someone's out there thinking, oh my gosh, I can't do that every single day. We'll never get any work done. (laughs) But it really doesn't take that much um, I know one of the workplaces I worked in, once a week we um, had like a co-study and every year we would just pick something that was beneficial for our mental health. Uh, Let's talk about this in the context of mental health. And those tools and that sharing alone opened up the doors, right? It allowed me, gave me permission to go in and work on these things, spend time on these things. And then I saw that my employer thought that these were important topics as well. Uh, And then uh, now I... I could use those. They, they just infiltrated. They got incorporated into my everyday. But uh, so much was communicated then. 
you know, one, my, my employer thought this was important. Uh, two, it's okay to spend time on this in the workplace. And then three, now I'm talking with the, about these issues with my coworkers. And so now it's not so taboo. Right. Um, and now there's a better understanding amongst the coworkers to support one another. See, I feel like, you know, I'm always fascinated, Becky, when you talk. And so I was listening to you talk just now, and I feel like when we go into the workplace, we don't necessarily always look at the other people that are there as people. Like, we don't, mm-hmm. I don't really care much about your story. I don't really, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just here to do my job, man. Just shut yeah. up, you know, and you do your step, I'll do my step, you know, yeah. and I'll pass it on to the next guy. But there's so much, so, but as people, and you've taught me this, Becky, that, that, we're always trying to identify our circumstances and what's happening around us. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, you know, so I'll look at you and I'll, I'll, I'll make some assumptions about you so I can try to figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not going to bother trying to ask you questions about your life. Right. I'm just going to like make assumptions about, about how you wear your hair, how right. you carry your purse, mm-hmm. right? Like what <laughs> shoes you wear or whatever. And so yeah. I'll, all right, I know you now, right? That's yeah. how I'll feel. And yeah. so like, and now because I know someone else that wears their shoes like that or carries their purse, like, it's the same. you're the same person. Yeah. And, and so, we're not always even consciously doing that right our subconscious is making uh, connections and identifying things so you may have this perception of someone who's exactly like someone who actually did do something negative toward you that did hurt you and you're treating this person as if they're the same and that may not be true so that's not fair to yourself but that's not fair to that person either right and so i feel like wholeness in the workplace one of the places that you start is 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 understanding who other people are. And you understand by listening to them or asking them mm-hmm. questions or trying to get to know their story. Like, what if you found out that, I don't know, whatever, right? Like, they were abandoned as a kid or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. your whole thing changes. Changes everything. You know what I mean? Or they used to have nothing, and now they're just starting to wait, you know, or they used to be really super giant fat, and now they're mm-hmm. just a little bit heavy. And so, like, that changes your everything, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, we yeah. just never take the time to do that in our workplaces. We just want to, like, I don't know, set them up in a pigeonhole, right? Like, okay, I know this is, this is who you are. Right. Mm -hmm. And so now I can just move on and focus on something else. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And given our identity is tied to our work. Think about that when you meet someone, Oh, what do you do? Right. Our identity is so tied into our work. And so being recognized and appreciated uh, in the workplace is so important to so many people. It can really start the path to someone seeking out and looking to be whole in their entire lives. If they have a good experience in the workplace, Um, it makes them feel valued. It boosts their self-esteem. I'm just asking somebody about their story and their background and their family. And, uh, you know, my background, I, I grew up in the city, in the inner city. And so you didn't eyeball people is what we said. You know, you don't look people in the eye. You don't ask them too many questions because what you're going to come and rob my house. Right. And so when people Mm -hmm. were friendly to me, I was very suspicious. And uh, in my first few jobs, no one knew anything about me. In fact, when my mom passed away, no one even knew that. I just told them I needed a day off, right? And yeah. why wouldn't I have shared that? That absolutely was affecting my productivity. It was affecting uh, whether or not I was present. Um, it was affecting you know how much energy I had to put yeah. into the job. And yet I didn't share that. And that was a disservice to me because I didn't give those people an opportunity to be their best selves and to like uh, support me. Um, but also that was a disservice uh, to them, right? Like as well. So we think that we're saving our ourselves we think we're protecting ourselves when we don't actually enter into relationship in the workplace but really we're cutting ourselves short yep yeah that's so good so we so we've talked about telltale signs of you know what brokenness in the workplace looks like how does both from a 
leader standpoint or a culture standpoint and then maybe even we could talk a little bit from our own individual standpoint Mm -hmm. how can we start building wholeness in the workplace like what what like what are the steps towards that i think amy has done a great job in her workplace at incorporating some things um to you know you don't always get to pick all the people right right, that you are going to work with but how do we enter into an environment and then make the best of it because you can Uh, just because you didn't get to set all the pieces in place doesn't mean that we can't make progress and make that environment exactly uh, the way that it fully can be right Yeah. yeah um and you know i'm in the position of leader in that i can make changes as much as I'd like, you know, (laughs) Um, but realistically the team that I work with, um, they've done an amazing job too over this last year. Let's just let with COVID one giant unmet expectation. Right. Right. right, Yeah. Um, And so when you dig into that one giant unmet expectation, you realize there's a lot of other ones that have been happening around us as well. That why don't we address this when this whole shakeup is happening? Let's just keep digging. Let's Mm -hmm. address it. It's a mess anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And the great thing I'm, I'm super grateful. I'm lucky definitely where I am in that we are a company of relationships to begin with. Mm. And I know that every company is like that. And so culturally that's important Mm -hmm. for our clients. It's important for uh, my teammates um, to build that. And so we've already got that, you know, wonderful thing in place. It's, but there, you know, the brokenness, the unhealthiness is there too. Cause we're all people, yeah, <laughs> you right. know, yep. I, I'm not a perfect person. I'm not a perfect leader. I've definitely learned that. Um, but I'm great admitting that because when you build a place that's got that, um, relationship as the first, um, thought the first most important thing, then you can bring that vulnerability in mm-hmm. and bringing vulnerability brings courage because you're walking out your story and sharing it. And then, you know, other people feel the courage to do the same thing. And in that space, Becky, kind of like you said, you know, when your mom passed away, just taking one day, Mm -hmm. then you have that openness to be able to share, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm hurt in this. And, and it may be, you know, I've, like you said, you can't pick your people. I have one coworker, you know, that would be, you know, he might be upset, but he might take a few days where I have, you know, another coworker that may really, 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 um, just struggle to pull it together and know that she might need some space Mm -hmm. and, and that's okay to share. And Mm -hmm. in growing that relationship and then, um, bringing that wholeness and that light, people feel more apt to say, okay, this is what I need, Mm -hmm. which then pushes that. It's, it's just moving that ball forward on, Mm. okay, more vulnerability, more courage, more vulnerability, more courage, more light, more wholeness, more healing Mm -hmm. as, as you continue to move in that direction. I mean, cause think about the other side of that. So that coworker needs a little space rather than me having this perception. Why is he not talking to me? Like, what is his, What's the problem today? You know, is yeah. it me? And we go into this whole uh, dialogue or narrative inside of us. And like, oh, no, our relationship has gone awry. Maybe I did something wrong. He right. thinks I did something wrong. Like we go into this whole like other world. Now we're missing the point that this person just needs some support and some space. Right. Um, but also setting ourselves in some turmoil, which can cause more problems. And so just having that relationship in that. Okay, you shared. So for me, I needed to share that with my coworkers. I didn't need to send them in those tailspins because they didn't know what was going on with me. But then on the flip side, like I need those people to 
kind of gave me a dose of reality, right? Because in myself, I have these expectations. Yes. And I love that you said that. Uh, I have this expectation that they expect me to be productive in this time. And honestly, if we have a relationship, they're going to go, oh my gosh, no, you need to take three days because yes. one, the policy says you should take three days at least, right? When your mom has passed away, because you have a lot to, to do and a lot to deal with, um, they can hold me accountable as well. Yeah. And so uh, having the expectation, first of all, that we're people yes, <laughs> versus like, uh, I don't know, like cogs in the wheel, right. uh, that that just like changes the bar, right? I don't expect you to come perfect each day. I expect you to come as a person each day. Right. And what does that do for us when we can start there alone? Mm-hmm. But like, <clears throat> so as you guys were talking, I'm thinking about, like it's one thing if we're a circle of friends mm-hmm. and someone's like, you know, maybe it's not even something as big as like a, a, a parent died, right? Like maybe it's just like, man, I'm in the middle of it right mm-hmm. now. Well, in a circle of friends, you know, you can talk about, okay, hey, you should just get some space, man. I'm here if you need me. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, I'm not going to bug you. I'm not going to, but in a workplace, I mean, it's still a workplace, right? right? So like, I can't, you yeah, know, we still have to get work done. We still have to get work done. <laughs> yeah. And so how do you like, how do you manage that? How do you, mm-hmm. how, if you're going to be people and as much friends as you can be right. with your coworkers, like uh, how do you still, I don't know, do the job? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's just an awareness in that if I right. walk in and say, uh, we're struggling with, with COVID and, uh, getting our kids educated in school. We're, we're not doing great at that. Just saying that I don't need you to say anything or try to fix it for me. But the fact that I said it just puts it out there. Hey, if anything seems off, it is off. This is what's off. Now, you don't right. have to fill in the narrative for me, uh, but you also don't have to fix it for me. And I think that's where we kind of get stuck. And, right. and sometimes we, we want to, depending on you know what your nature is. We feel like when people bring bad news, for instance, if I come and I say my mom has to say, I know you can't fix that for me. Don't say any of the weird things. Uh, it's always wait, right? The acronym W-A-I-T. Oh, why are you talking, right? You don't necessarily need to talk, but I want to at least... Share that so that you're aware of it. And mm-hmm. then you don't go on a tailspin. But also, for myself, I've acknowledged it, right? Hey, if I'm not getting to the end of the day and haven't crossed off all the tasks on my list, they know. They know and they're not expecting me to be at my highest productivity. But also, acknowledging it allows it to be out there in the light, like you said. Right. Wholeness, growth, light. And now tomorrow, okay, Yesterday wasn't a good day and that's okay. I don't feel like I need to make up for it, but I'm going to do better today because I shared that with the people around me. And so it's as sim- it's just simple things like that. And we don't often think that they make such a big impact. And yet they do. They mm-hmm. save the time and energy spent on speculating and running narratives. And that alone makes a big, big difference. Yeah. There's a scene in The Godfather where um, uh, they're trying to figure out to do this with this bad guy. And so this bad guy is in cahoots with the police. And so uh, Sonny is the, is the leader of the family because the dad's in the hospital. And so, uh, but then Michael's like, I don't know, why don't I go kill those guys, right? And like, and then Sonny's like, what are you talking about? Your big college boy is going to shoot somebody. What are you talking about? He's like, it's not personal, Sonny, it's business. Mm-hmm. And so I said all that just to say it's personal, not business. <laughs> but it's The Godfather, which is a yes. great movie. So anyway, um, but like, I feel like we are brought up in such a way that work is business 
and not personal. Mm -hmm. And so people don't need to know my junk, right? Mm -hmm. People don't need to know about my crap, mm -hmm. right? And that they expect me just to come in and do my job and get out. That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's our standard. That's our culture. Mm -hmm. But like, I feel like if we can go in and be authentic and transparent, mm -hmm. it's, it's awkward at first, mm -hmm. you know, but like, it's like, um, when I started talking to my kids about how I talk to them or how I discipline them or how I, you know, manage them. Is that, can you manage your kids? I, I parent yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if I give them yeah. some context of why I'm telling them they can't or why I got mad or why Absolutely. like context is everything. Context and so, is everything. so if you could just be at work and like, you know, you're off and then people are all like kind of crappy to you because they know you're off. And so they think you're mad at them. Right. Then maybe just, especially the ones you either work closely with or the ones that you're particularly close to like say, Hey, I just, I'm sorry. I just got to tell you that, I'm struggling with COVID and teaching my kids and it's, it's mm -hmm. overwhelming me right now. Mm -hmm. It might not overwhelm me tomorrow, but today yeah. it's got me. Right. And so I might be off today. So just know this got nothing to do with you. And like you said, I don't need you to fix it, right? but I just need to know that this is why I'm off today. And mm -hmm. like, it goes such a long way because people are not expecting that kind of genuineness right. or right. that transparency. Yeah. They're not expecting like, Oh, Oh, oh okay. And I made aware of it. If I confess it, right. Then I made aware of it. Now I can't just be jerky and I can't just be short with people right i've said why and what it is now that makes me mindful okay becky you don't feel good today so don't be short with people don't right yeah. like you yeah. still have to treat people nice this is what we tell our kids right just because you don't feel good you still have to be kind you right. still have to right communicate you can't just stump off right and the same is true for us we have to acknowledge okay i'm feeling this way when you do that when you acknowledge it, your brain's not spending so much time trying to like figure that out and identify it now you can start working on your brain will work on for you um, because it's always working it will work on for you the resolution and the moving yeah, forward yeah. and that's what you have to be kind enough to yourself to do and so we think well saying that out loud is vulnerable why i'm sure the person right next to you is yeah. struggling with something as well today why do you don't have to feel ashamed of your very real human responses to difficult circumstances it's respectful really yeah you know you talk about what if you're not all friends in the workplace right, and, right. and most that's not the case, you yeah. know, you might have a friend here and there. Um, but just to respect your coworkers and have a place, you know, yep. to be authentic again, yeah. just builds that respect. And you may not love that I'm in a bad place today. Right. It may make it harder for you to do your job, but it opens that door to say, when you're in a bad place, you can say it to me and yeah. I can pick up. Yeah. You know, whatever slack I can pick up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it also, like if you could begin that dialogue, mm -hmm. then that opens, opens up the other way, the other, the other direction mm -hmm. to say, Hey, listen, mm -hmm. like that you're like, what, what's going on? Like, how can I, is yeah. there anything I can do? Exactly. You know what I mean? And it's like people hurt people, hurt people, cared about people, care about people. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, so I feel like yeah. you, know, you just, I don't know, like it, it's weird at first for sure. It's weird at first. Yeah. Helped people, helped people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, healed people, heal people. Oh, yeah. That works better than cared for people. Cared <laughs> and for that people. works too though. Yeah. 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 It's true. You feel good about being able to even just listen, Yeah, you know, or let somebody own where they're sitting right now. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it not only opens that space for them and feels good for them, but it feels good too, to be able to say, that's okay. Like I'm here for you. Or right. I, I, I don't know what you're going through, right? Um, but I, I'm here. What yeah. can I do to help? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the 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 villain is assuming, mm -hmm. and the saying goes, you know what assume it's means. So they make mm -hmm. a bleep uh -huh. out of you and me. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> right? And so it, and it does, because if I'm just going to assume what's wrong with you, I'm not probably going to guess right. Mm-hmm. I'm never going right. to guess right. Right. Because I'm doing that from my perspective. Right. And usually the first thing that comes forward, because your brain is designed to protect you, it's what are all the possible negative things that could be occurring here. Right. Mm-hmm. And once we can move those out of the way, if we're aware of them, if we've done the work, then we can work on, okay, what is the real root of what's happening here so that we can address that together? So I love, I know your your work environment because you do, you have a lot of things implemented to focus on the team, yes. right? If the team is doing well together, the team uh, gets their, um, oh gosh, I'm not thinking of the word now. The team gets their two syllables. Sounds like... <laughs> We're just playing straights here in the studio. Yeah. No, it's how they get compensated. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like commission or yes. their, their pay. Right. Yeah. That's the word you were looking for? That was the word I was looking for. I've yeah. never worked Becky. by commission. I know. Yeah. I thought salary, wage. I thought oh I like, I thought of all the things. Right. I know. Wow. And so. Are you okay? Are you struggling with COVID right now? <laughs> Maybe I am drink some, some more of your. Juice <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I'm drinking um, ginger, lemon, and cayenne right now. All right. Um, no, so. Oh, she's drinking now. Can I ask her a question? <laughs> so. <laughs> When you have a team who isn't competing with each other, first of all, right. that they're actually working toward a common goal, even yes. in, because traditionally a commission is very competitive, um, but when yeah. it's goal or team oriented, that changes the dynamic of your team. Yeah, it absolutely does. Mm-hmm. Um, in some of the best ways in that they have that, um, they're all in it together, you know, just kind of like a team sport. Everybody has a position in most team sports Mm -hmm. um, and things that they're really good at and things that they might not be as great at. um, But they know their teammates that can, you know, be better in their weaknesses and they can, you know, that other teammate can be better in their other teammates weakness. Right. Right. Vice versa. There we go. (laughs) Vice versa would have been the, you know, easy way to say that. Commission. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But instead of, yeah, being, uh, aggressive and combative mm-hmm. over this is how I get my paycheck. Right. Um, which translates to taking care of a client well. Right. You know, it can. Um, it It's more of, I'm going to help you here because we're all in this together. Let's mm. find a way to make this better. I'm Let's- super confused by what you're saying right now. So like okay. the one time that I was in sales, yeah. it was selling insurance at the Prudential. Okay. And my dad made a career out of always being the number one guy in the district. And yeah. so his name, they had a dry erase board. His name was always at the top, Bill Eastman. You know what I mean? And then everyone that came after Bill Eastman. And then, but then when I started selling, I was always at the bottom, right? Because it turns out that the ability to talk to people doesn't necessarily equate to the ability to sell to people. And so while I was a good communicator, I didn't, I really couldn't close the deal. Mm-hmm. Like I would just like, and so if you want to do this or not, give me a call. I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. You're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> sorry to bother you. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> That's totally how I handled it. Not a good salesman. Anyway, my point is, is that, so how does it work at your Kessler's store where there's not a ranking of, well, Susie's number one again this week. Woo, Susie. <laughs> Tom's at the bottom. He gets steak knives. Yeah. Right? So. <laughs> um, well, it's a, we're one team, one goal. Like they all work together to take care of the client and that's, they split everything. Yeah. So they so pool it, their tips. Yep. So how yeah. the yeah. store performs for that day determines how well they did. Yep. Huh. Together. Together. Interesting. Yeah. Love it. Thank you. Then, you. You worded that very well. So without, but it. then without the record, I mean, are people like, oh, but Tom, 
right? Or, I mean, is that ever a thing? But then I'm rooting for Tom then. Because if yeah. I know Tom can sell like crazy, I will cover other things because I know I benefit from Tom selling. Yes. I see. Yeah. Isn't so, that amazing? Yeah. I, <laughs> and I love it um, in that they, again, yeah, yeah, they can just own mm-hmm. their strengths and weaknesses yeah. and share that with each other and, and work together. Mm-hmm. And it makes for such a fun environment for our clients because they can come in and enjoy. They know they're yes. not going to be like, take this home today. Yeah. You they're know, obviously pressured. we're they there to the help experience. them find the, you know, uh, our why is to mm-hmm. help our clients express their love in unique and lasting ways. Like we're there for them. Um, but it just makes it so much fun because there's not the, that sale was mine or I, that, you right. know, I didn't take care of that client because it was yours or, right. you know, it just takes a the junk out of it and right. that they're still competitive their sales you know that that's what it is on any right. team you know yeah. you're gonna want to win right um but it is in the greatest way like we're in this together let's mm. all win together mm-hmm. this so. podcast brought to you by kessler's right. the diamond <laughs> people diamonds, <laughs> <You're welcome>. <laughs> <laughs> diamonds. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I think we often think that mental health, like, okay, let's discuss, you know, if you look at the points that like a psychology today would uh, recommend, they would say, you know, uh, make sure there's a good work-life balance, make uh, the discussion of mental health in the workplace a uh, normal thing, offer EAP benefits, make wellness a priority, provide uh, in-service uh, events, uh, make available mental health and stress management resources, and it sounds so like just canned and stale. But when you think of it in terms of practically, how does this look, you know, is it important for me to encourage someone hey you've had an event in your family uh that's more important right now feel free to go do that and to have the policies in place that uh, reinforce that or support that um, but then when we talk about well discuss mental health in the workplace i'm not saying you know pull out well statistics show that anxiety and, and you know add are prevalent no it's you know how are you doing today is as simple as that you know that mental health our mental health is a regular discussion in the workplace how was your night last night oh are you still having trouble sleeping oh how did the doctor appointment go did that turn out all right simple questions like that just to show and understand where we are at at any given point uh, in our in the workplace in our relationships um, but then also it's important for our employers to have things available to communicate that your mental health is important to us that you making yourself a priority is important to us and so i love the idea of in-service events you know i i think a lot of us with our wellness programs for health insurance we're like oh we got to sit through and listen to how we are supposed to drink you know green juice and you know eat less junk and yet that communicates to me that you care that i'm doing well and that those things are available to me when i choose to make them a priority for myself and then the more that people do that the more encouraged i am to do it as well now if everyone is drinking green juice instead of <laughs> drinking something else um then maybe i wasn't gonna point it out and i do uh don't let pastor sunny hear this <laughs> I, I do enjoy the occasional <laughs> Diet Coke as well, but I have to do I have to be encouraged by other people who are on the track to seeking out their wholeness and health and wellness to to do it myself as well. Otherwise, right. yeah, it's Diet Coke three times, five times a day. How many can you get in a day? Uh, yeah, it's at least that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes down so smooth, especially mm, from McDonald's. McDonald's. I don't know what they do to it, but I think it's the ice. Like Someone I read it's said the about ice. the aeration of oh, it. Oh, maybe that's oh. interesting. Yeah, because uh, really, Syrup it's and it's uh, coke. It's crap yeah. everywhere else. Coke. 
if yeah. you're listening. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Like you can go to any of like you go to Burger King and di- get a diet Don't coke. You're like, it. what? It gross. Don't want it. Yep. And it's different at every Someone Burger says King. McDonald's, and I'm like, oh. mm, diet coke. <laughs> I had one at the airport in uh, Phoenix, and it was like, what? This is even yeah, better. Yeah, that they're so consistent. Yeah. What? Really? Yeah, it was even better. I'm like, oh my gosh. And maybe I was super thirsty. I, I don't know. Have to go to Phoenix. But I've heard that it's the ice. I've heard <laughs> it's okay, that they, they okay. have like triple green filter. juice is much better for you. All right. <laughs> This podcast brought to you by Green Juice. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of sponsors today. Anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, sometimes when we do these discussions, Becky, we talk about maybe like the Jesus part of it. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if how that applies here is that, you know, in, in so many of Paul's teachings, mm-hmm. um, I feel like he talks a lot about how whatever we do, we should be doing for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so even our work, right, as making a tent or building a bench or fashioning a bowl, I I don't know. Yeah, I think that's what we're talking about here is that, you know, maybe we feel like we glorify God in other aspects of our life. But when it comes to our workplace, we're not our best selves. I know I've been in positions where I just felt like I'm not my best self here in the conversations that I have and how I deal and treat other people. And how do I do that if I don't recruit the other the people around me to do that right it definitely starts with me but i can do all the work and then go into the temptation each day for eight hours of not being who i was right because i'm on this journey by myself and any journey is always better when you recruit others to walk along with you and and scripture says if there are two or three gathered in my name there i will be and so if i can get two or three friends to go hey like let's change this let's change this joint like let's do something about it let's have some conversations then how does that um pick up uh one of my jobs uh at lunchtime we would all go to the break room uh in the job previous to that no one went to the break room because that meant that no one was working hard enough right so if you got caught in the break room eating your sandwich they're like slacker right but the next job i had we decided we're going to go to the break room for lunch and have conversations and we started to have jesus conversations which was amazing which then made everyone want to dig deeper into their faith and all of us had different faith backgrounds but we dug deeper into our faith and then we had conversations about that and that brought a unity to, to us in in our differences right i wanted to understand more about what you believe and, and you wanted to understand more about what i believed and we developed relationships that were just long lasting from there what if we did that instead and glorified God in our workplace because we took the time to find wholeness in ourselves? Yeah, we talk a lot about how we feel like the like we're all broken in some way. And so and we know that that our wholeness has a lot to do with processes like this, but I feel, for me anyway, I feel like it's facilitated by who I am in God and and the friendship of the Holy Spirit, right? And so when I think about work for God's glory and everything you do. I know that if I can be whole in my workplace, if I can be joyful in my workplace, if I can be loving in my workplace, that's, you know, like a irresistible draw to like my way of life. And so I'm not saying I I need to lay out Bible tracks in the break room and ask people if they're going to go to heaven or hell if they died on their machine today. Mm -hmm. But I know for sure that people should see a difference in me and how I handle myself and more importantly, how I handle them, Mm -hmm. that that is like the difference maker. And that's like when God tells us to love and love and go and make disciples and believers of all nations, like that starts at the machine next to yours, Mm -hmm. right? And it starts at the cube next to yours. Mm -hmm. And so if you are kind and caring and loving and joyful, Mm -hmm. right? People are going to be drawn to that and they're going to want to know what's different about you. Right. And maybe they'll say, well, you know, 
you know, work is hard and you know, there's all these things, but at least Scott's there. Yeah, right. You know, at least Becky's there. At least Amy's there. And that is really where it starts. And then when there's two of you who are like happy together, people are like, what's up with them? Like, yeah. why are they so happy? Let me get over there. Yeah, right. And it. then it just starts this momentum that, you know, it, it really just does start with ourselves. Yeah, yeah, I dig that. So let me ask you this. So, so often we, um, we talk about like how people can get uh, more of this kind of uh, instruction. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about workplaces and I think about places like Amy's place, or I think about people that might be managing people or leading mm-hmm. people, is there, do we have anything in place with journey to wholeness that might be available to them to say, Hey, let's, let's talk about this on a, yeah, on a workplace great level. Question. So we do have a journey to wholeness program, which is a 12 week program where we take some time each week to go over these topics and have discussion. And that's something you can absolutely incorporate into the workplace or offer to your employees so that they can get well and you can get the best employees ever working uh, for you. Uh, we also do intensives, which are uh, three day intensives where if you do a corporate retreat, you can actually bring your your employees or we can come to you and do this in a two and a half day really a session in which we would go through these topics give your employees an opportunity to hear them and then to consider whether or not these are things that they want to do uh, for themselves um, if you're outside of the green bay uh, De Pere area we also have an online program that uh, you could offer as a uh, uh, gosh, a, a wellness um, option for your employees in which they could go through uh, the same 12-week program, but on their own, uh, in their own time online. Where can they get more information about that? You can go to uh, our website, j2wholeness.org, the letter J, the number two, wholeness.org. And there's always resources and classes and uh, lots of information available to you. That's fantastic. Hey, this was a good show, you guys. You guys did great. You did great. Yeah, well, thanks. I don't know about that. But <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with people you might feel like might benefit from these words. We'd love it if you would uh, rate or review this podcast in any one of your favorite podcast channels and subscribe. Like, get to know, like, every time we launch one of these, you could just subscribe and get a notification. Like, hey, there's a new whole podcast out there. You should go listen because really it's all about trying to spread as much joy, much as happiness, and as much wholeness as we possibly can. Thanks for joining us today. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you.